Welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast where we bring successful tech sales professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share best practices, insights, and lessons learned with other tech sales professionals. As a sales professional, the more we learn, the more we earn. Once we earn it, how can we put those hard-earned commission dollars back to work to build additional income streams that will create the freedom we are all working to achieve? I'm your host, Chris Freeman. I'm a high-tech sales leader, real estate investor, and lifetime learner. Hello, listeners. Uh, Today, my guest, Amit, is a global leader with HPE, and he has led some very large and very complex multi-year sales cycles and projects over his career. You can get his full bio in the show notes, but I wanted to give you a few highlights During the discussion, we get into an example of where his team was taking a multiple seven-figure account and 3Xing the growth over a three-year period, and ultimately what was able to propel him to a Circle of Excellence uh, award that he achieved. This followed on with some great points about executive selling and, and executive mapping. And then he made some really good points about growing your career and being uncomfortable is really part of the process of excelling in your sales career. Enjoy the show. All right, Amit, welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. How are you doing? Very good, Chris. Looking forward. Oh, me too. Well, so as we jump into it, why don't you tell the audience just a little bit more about your role? So you're a global leader, strategy and growth, partner ecosystem. That's what your LinkedIn profile says. Um, what does that mean? What are you doing nowadays? You know, so I am uh, responsible for laying out the sales strategy with some of our global partners, very specific to the industries uh, and uh, geographies we are operating in. And how do we together solve some solution, create some joint solution to solve the problems, very specific to those you know geographies and industries. Yeah. And that's with HPE. And so your full bio will be in the show notes. Somebody can go there to get the more detailed overview of what Amit is doing nowadays. But Amit, we originally connected. Um, I actually saw a post that you did maybe about six months ago where you had achieved a circle of excellence at your company. And, uh, you know, so I'm always looking for guests that are crushing it in their role. And uh, you're a sales leader. So you you achieved it as a sales leader. And usually that means that you're working with a bunch of great people to get there. Uh, I'm curious, what did you get to do for club? <laughs> Okay, thank you for, you know, uh, uh, so that was my, with my previous company. And uh, I think the key highlight was that over a period of three years, I was able to, along with the team, uh, grow that account from, you know, X revenue to 3X, which was a big, big um, achievement number wise. But more importantly, we were able to establish a strategic partnership with the client. And I do believe very strongly in that concept, Chris, because I do feel that. Uh, it's a very strong ecosystem play, you know, in the world we are operating in. So uh, we should look at all our clients as our as our extended partners to jointly address, you know, the customers or the client business problem. So I think that's where, you know, the journey took us, establishing a you know relationship which was valued by both the organizations, and we were able to put a five-year vision together for us. So that essentially led me to the you know, to this coveted award from my previous company. Well, 3X growth, that's big growth. That is, uh, that's incredible. So it sounds like in that scenario, you mostly were working with one large account? Yes. Okay. 
Well, so I, you know, you, I think in uh, maybe in your LinkedIn profile, you talked about a, a large account where you did uh, turn it around and delivered forty percent growth in a twelve month period. Um, you know, what were some things that fundamentally had to change in order to make that happen and get that type of growth? The first was position. So extremely critical for us to position the right value. What you know, our company can offer, right? It has, it cannot be transactional. It has to be something very strategic, something which our clients really see as uh, a long-term objective we are trying to solve for that particular, uh, uh, for a particular business, for the particular business unit of that client. The second was establishing the right level of relationships, which I think is very critical when you have a, you know, a, you know, bigger objective in mind to make sure that you have the right stakeholders. Uh, you know, who are behind the and supporting you in your journey on both the sides, right? So we, we uh, I, I purposely made a point to make sure that, you know, we went up to the CEO level to ensure that the right executive relationships are uh, in place. And then, as I said, Chris, in my previous conversation or question to you that I, I saw this relationship as a partner, not as a client, right? Where Where we could really foster something together for the joint, end client we are referring to. So the really position ourselves as a as a long-term partner rather than someone only coming and selling some solution and service. So there were three prime, you know, changes which I bought into the engagement. Okay. Well I imagine the, you know these are multiple seven figure type of accounts and deals that you were working on uh, is which ultimately involved executive engagement. You touched on that. What were some of the things that you had to do or the team had to do to kind of raise that executive level engagement and maybe some some tips that you've learned over your career about really raising that level of discussion and, and how to run it and how to have it? Yeah. So I think, the, as I said, right, you, you know, we need to establish the right uh, strategic points or discussion point between the two companies, right? Really move ahead from a transactional sales approach, which I think will follow through as you raise your bar with the engagement with your client, but really putting yourself and kind of communicating that our engagement is solving some bigger problem, which is which is coming ahead of us, raising the overall engagement level. And that can help you elevate the relationship. You know, uh, so for example, in my tenure, the two CEOs of our company met first time, you know, this account we were holding for the last 20 years, but we never had a you know, CEO to CEO connect, right? So simply because we were able to, position the company in, in, in that fashion that both the CEOs really thought interested to meet and, you know, uh, and put a strategy ahead. Yeah. Once you had that CEO to CEO meeting, do you re- recall any specific example of where, you know, something just fundamentally changed with the relationship? Was there something that kind of started to happen that was different? I'm just curious about the outcome of that. It opens up. It opens up uh, avenues which you have not thought through before, Chris, in any organization. And 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 this was a this was a large one of the largest in its space. I I don't want to name it until you ask for it. But uh, so they opened up new avenues of relationship with us, uh, which I think was a very good thing. We could foster a new level of services, which we can jointly develop with them, which was very very critical for us to you know get into the long term relationship with the client. Yeah. So think about that. You just said a couple of things there. When you go from selling something to jointly developing something with a large enterprise or telecom customer, that's a whole different level of selling. And, you know, it depends where you're at in your sales career. I know when I was early on, I mean, I was incredibly nervous to go call in an executive, but that didn't mean I necessarily had to be the one to do it. 
right? If I can map in somebody title to title, executive to executive, it did fundamentally change the engagement within the account. It raised the bar of our relationship. And, you know, if you're not, maybe you don't, you're not as comfortable or confident, or maybe you don't have that experience, go grab somebody that does. Oh, I completely agree with that. See, as a sales leader, you have to be that enabler. You may not be the doer all the time, right? And I did that. You know, I, I personally uh, went after a few, few senior executives who were ex on that account, you know, XC level executive of that account, you know, got into them and then leveraged them relationships. So a salesperson has to see himself or herself as a enabler or thinker of enabling those actions and activities to drive those objectives. Yeah. Being the enabler. I like it. Maybe that'll be the title. <laughs> so mate, you're running a global organization right now. And so you are involved in all kinds of meetings, customer meetings, obviously internal meetings, I'm sure um, probably a ton of those. You know, what have you learned about either directly or with some of your team members about running a great sales meeting, running a great sales campaign, customer engagement? You know, I follow um, my framework, which I call it RLS. RLS? Which is RLS, which is R stand for research. So it is very critical to research about the client, the individual client you are meeting in, you know. You can do that over multiple digital media platforms. For example, LinkedIn, you can learn about the client, uh, you know, the way he or she thinks, writes his post, articles, or other other media platforms. So the research is extremely critical. Uh, Second thing, L, you know, which I call it learn. You know, it is important to really learn what are the pain areas or what are the problem what your client is trying to solve and the impact of that problem onto the client organization or on the client career himself or herself, right? That's 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 extremely critical, right? So for me, learning about that client situation, problem, and the way he or she thinks is is very, very critical. And the third element, you know, in the RLS framework is solution. So even before going to a client, you know, I really spend time in developing a approach, a solution, and then presenting that to, you know, some third party person, colleague group in my company, to really take a view independently that you know whether I'm thinking right or wrong, look at the risk associated with that solution, how to mitigate that risk. Because you know, when you are presenting and talking to your client, you know, you need to come out with all those parameters and uh or active thought process in, in addressing those needs. And that is what you know most of the client would love to hear, right? It's not about solution, but how do you really mitigate and then how does that solution impact? his situation into the client organization. Yeah, yeah, making it more specific to them. And I, we've had multiple episodes where we've talked about research, but you, you said something on the learn front about obviously the pains or the needs or the challenges of the company as well as the individual. And, you know, sometimes it's, uh, we get, I see you know, sales teams will get going on, we're so excited about what we're selling, right? Our products, our technologies, all the problems we're solving. And sometimes, you know, the customer might say something that, you know, yeah, we're having this problem, great. Um, and then we just talked about how we can solve it. And they're like, yep, they see it. And then we're moving on. But, you know, getting down to that personal impact level is so important. You know, sometimes just asking that question, it's like, yeah, so I'm curious, you know, that's got to be really tough on you and your role. I mean, what, uh, you know, how is that impacting you personally with other projects maybe you need to do? Or, you know, what's the impact if you're, if you're dealing with that? Is that dragging you into like after five o'clock hours? You know, just trying to pull some of that out because the reality is people solve personal problems a lot more faster than they solve business problems because it impacts number one, right? Them. So I really love that. Uh, love that point there. It's a human to human selling. You know, we, we sell to someone who is 
as personal as passionate they have the same kind of family personal life like us so we need to get into that mindset of the person to really you know sell to that per- sell to that absolutely absolutely well you know i was curious so is you um kind of shifting gears a little bit so you have had you obviously direct sales experience you've worked with a lot of sales people directly reporting to you or under management uh, under you you know what are you seeing that really separates the top 10, 20% of salespeople from the rest of the pack? What are they doing different? You know, I truly believe that a salesperson has to be comfortable being uncomfortable, mm. right? You know, they they really need to be ready to face challenges and situations uh, which may be presented to them, you know, in point in time in their career and always ability to think innovatively around that, right? And, you know, I can, I can give an example of uh, a situation where, you know, and that was uh, early in my career, Chris, because I do believe that, you know, some of the work you do in, in foundational years of your career does goes a long way in defining the path, you know, you tread going forward. Right? So, oh, yeah. No, I totally agree. <laughs> so this was early into my career, first five years. And, uh, you know, the situation was I was sent to a new city as a tech support engineer to support two clients. And, and there were no cell phones. You know, it was only pager. It was a pager word at that point in time. So my job was to, you know, go and make cold calls. The task I did was to go to a payphone every day and, you know, fix appointments and go there and meet the clients. And, uh, you know, you can imagine there were no resources. I was virtually operating out of hotel room. So, you know, really a aligned word to say that meant. And at the end of 12 months, uh, I was heading that region with a team of about uh, 10 people. And, and then the whole experience of those you know, 12, 14 months taught me to be, to be successful, to really make use of whatever resources available to you and make sure that you, know, you don't get distracted. You have to be focused. And uh, so to answer your question, I think uh, uh, very critical for a sales leader to remain focused remain with a positive intent mm-hmm. and uh, and keep going right and i i may just quote um, you know uh, what a, a quote from tom hopkins right it's good to be uh, believe that everything will be starting great you know always have that positive mindset when you are in a sales life yeah yeah i agree and we i've brought this up in multiple episodes but uh, i'm sure you've seen it where you know a rep has been in a territory and maybe they've struggled and they're like, ah, oh, it's not enough addressable market. Yeah, the competition really has a footprint here. You know, insert excuse why why I'm not being successful. And then maybe they leave, and then somebody else comes in, and all of a sudden they're getting all these meetings, they're building all this pipeline, they're closing deals, and the market hasn't changed. It's really the perspective of the maybe the different rep came in with a more positive outlook. And yeah, there's going to be challenges. Every market is hard. Every territory is difficult, but it's the resources you pulled in, maybe how you went and attacked the business, the mindset and the attitude, you know, it all comes together with just how you approach your business. I want to break in with this quick commercial from me. I am very excited to announce that we have our first multifamily real estate deal for the year. This is a really nice boutique 
88-unit complex in Tempe, Arizona, which is an incredibly strong submarket of the Phoenix area. And we are partnered with my friend Reed and his company at the RSN Group. They're the, the ones that found the deal. And they also have another asset uh, very close by this particular property. Investment spots on this one, they're going to fill up quickly because it is also structured to accept 1031 exchanges. And there's a number of exchanges out there right now looking for a home. So if you're interested, just contact us through hightechfreedom.com or you could book a call using the link in the show notes. And even if you just want to learn a little bit more about the investing process, let's chat. I'm happy to share and follow up with some educational resources. Now back to the show. You've talked a little bit about mindset. I mean, curious to hear your thoughts on that. Well, absolutely. I think, you know, a growth mindset and a positive mindset is so important. And and you talked about perspective, and I'll give you an example. You know, I you know when I moved into US a few years back from India, uh, I found everything very challenging. You know, the you know the there was there was cultural diversity, diversity of opinions, new ways of working. And if I were to be frank with you, I was in this imposter syndrome. But then, uh, as I said, you know, when I look back and look at the perspective, I I did seek help. I started learning new things. And then it all fell in place, and then there was no looking back. So, to your point on, you know, it's all about how you see things and put in perspective changes, changes stuff. The environment around you will remain same. So, I'm curious, Amit. You know, when you said you went and seeked help, what what kind of help did you go out and get? You know, so there will always be you know colleagues who are more than willing to give you help around. You know, for example, in my particular case, it was about you know the market we were operating in. Uh, or telling about what kind of customers you know we have in that particular geography getting to know some of those customers before getting into you know really front of them and uh, you know and and trying to you know get into a conversation with the client right or you know some cultural situations you know you, how you can handle them better or as simple like you know in, in sporting events right how can you really talk about you know what is happening in the sporting event around the country at any point of time and how can that be a conversation breaker in some of your uh, client conversations. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, Amit, uh, shifting gears just a little bit. So you're you're a pretty high level now within an organization, and that doesn't happen by accident, right? It that takes a lot of intentional effort and work, and probably some goals and some focus. You know, what are some of the things? So maybe an earlier career rep that's looking to move up the ladder, or looking to move into management, kind of move up the chain. What are some of the things that they should be thinking about, things that they should be doing to really set themselves up for long-term success with the current company or maybe some future company? I think you made a very important point about long-term success, right? Not many uh, youngsters, and I was among one of them, who see it that way, right? We always look at two-year, three-year, good quarter, making extra commissions. But I think it's extremely critical to, you know, uh, uh, to build that road ahead for you you know a long for a long journey right so for me i think the first thing i would talk about is building a personal brand mm-hmm. right so if i were to look at my brand values you can i am known as for authenticity value and uh, uh, trust mm-hmm. and you do that uh, over a period of time through your actions consistent behavior and the way you communicate you know so it doesn't depend on which company which you know which which environment you are operating in there's certain behavior you always exhibit and demonstrate into your day-to-day life, day-to-day work life, or you know, work life outside your work. So, very critical to establish that personal brand 
and uh, in your career second i would call as uh, you know uh, remaining highly focused right as i said before right it is you need to be very focused there always be situations where there are you know a lean quarter or lean year in a in a sales career right so but that doesn't mean that you lower your guard you know you can do actually extra things in developing new relationship with the new set of clients they may not be resulting in orders in the in that particular year but you foster the relationship you know at some point in time they'll come back to you and reward for your efforts right and uh, uh, i have always uh, believed in selling through relationships mm-hmm. in my journey uh, so i've always have personal relationship with my clients and partners and uh, that has helped me and i i do believe that was somebody should look at developing those relationship from long term perspective you know not for the company or in an environment you're working yeah you know that reminds me it goes back to uh, one of my one of my first episodes of this particular podcast i talked about owning your own crm right versus relying on the company's crm because at the end of the day you're building career relationships not relationships for company a or company b they're your relationships and you know i i think i was living off having all of my relationships either in linkedin or all, i'm sorry all of my contacts either in linkedin or my cell phone and i lost my cell phone one time or had a problem converting it or you know whatever problem uh, arose but you know the my concern you know this is a few years ago about having everything in linkedin was um hey linkedin could change and if i want to make a note about somebody a personal note you know we met and i learned something you know i'm not going to put that into my company salesforce i want to have my own crm and it was really something that and it wasn't my idea it was something that, that i learned from somebody else about be thinking about those relationships in terms of your entire 20 30 40 year career and how do you want to manage those contacts because you know you may not you may lose touch with that person in over a couple of years but you come back around for some reason maybe in a new region new territory and you reconnect you're not going to remember everything and so how do you keep track of that and you know i just thought it was such a great idea to own your own crm you know as i think about it more i i love this idea chris and if there is a you know subject like that we'd we'll love to have some conversation in future on this yeah yeah definitely well so amid as we uh, get close to wrapping it up here we often talk about freedom right the topic of the podcast is high tech freedom i'm curious what does freedom look like or what does that mean to you okay and the perspective change right you know the freedom to me 20 years back if you would ask ask me chris it was more about you know my ability to grow make you know few extra commission checks grow vertically get a higher leadership role etc etc but i think now my my freedom would be to uh, you know is more about ability to do things at your own pace uh, ability to innovate more which is helping the ecosystem you are working in you know it is your client ecosystem it is your your partner ecosystem it is also your family ecosystem because i do feel that's a very critical element of your uh, professional life right how are you really innovating and adding value to the overall ecosystem about you and then and the freedom also means is an element of giving back and post covid that element has become so much stronger on how can you give back to the society you know so for me if i were to look at what do i do after tech sales maybe start a sales academy share mm-hmm. the experiences you know to the younger generation and uh, and learn from them also you know maybe uh, they learn from your journey your experiences right so what are you doing now to give back you know um, so i have been associated more with my daughter uh, she's recognized by forbes as a teen entrepreneur oh wow and wow and closely associated with un so she's she's doing two things one is uh, uh, women in parliament and climate change 
and uh, uh, i am participating with her in those initiatives of uh, associating with some ngos on teaching in some geographies like india and africa oh, how fun is that to be able to tie it with your with your daughter yeah it's a, it's a great learning curve and i can tell it's a great motivational you know aspect of my career yeah well I, you know it's it's um i i've done a bunch of different things over the years and you know i find that sometimes my best i don't know motivation for the week you know when i'm feeling like at my high point of the week besides you know closing some big deal it's you we had just done something to give back so I, for example i had a meeting at a school and i met with the principal and some teachers at this high school because i'm running a student of the month program for a rotary club and we're really struggling because the students aren't responding to our invitation to be nominated for student of the month so i sat down and met with the teachers we brainstormed we came up with some great ideas i walked away from that with just like supercharged for the day i mean i had i didn't need coffee at that point it's just it was so invigorating to be kind of making an impact and i think you know we get so busy in our roles and you know i found that the people that they give back the most they tend to get the most done and i don't know it's just i don't know i don't know what it is but you know they just seem to have the balance they succeed at a higher level and you don't do it because you're going to succeed i just think overall it just helps with how you go forward in life and forward in business it's mindset chris and nothing secret about it right when and i i would just add that if you do this selflessly any act which you do without thinking about yourself and the benefit it is going to bring to you it is going to be tremendous satisfaction to yourself and that creates some positive energy around you and you know helps you in your mindset and then as you rightly said you know those people will be more efficient more successful in their lives and their career if they have the right you know right mindset absolutely and the positive mindset well i want to go back to before we wrap i want to go back to one thing you said and then we'll close out so you talked about best reps are always innovating or you made a comment about in a, innovating or innovation and um i guess i'm curious to hear your thoughts on that you know kind of what you meant by that you know uh, typically the tech sales environment is so much dynamic and last 10 years the industry has been you know changing at such a fast pace and that not only tech but any any industry around you right so when i say innovating it is all about uh, you know thinking ahead mm -hmm. in how can you solve a problem relating to the environment of the client you are operating in right maybe go out of the box sometimes in trying out new things right even you know proposing a new new way of solving a problem which has not been experiences before and uh, i would really encourage sales rep you know at all levels to really go that and inculcate that into their behavior it at all point of time and remain challenged because you you develop a innovative mindset you know as you start addressing more challenging situations and thinking out of box over a period of time yeah that is it's great advice it's um you know if you're waking up every day thinking about how can you attack it different how can you do it better faster how can you serve those client needs in a different way maybe than than how your company's doing it or how some other companies doing it you're going to find success it's just going to happen and by the way a lot of what companies offer or maybe new ways to go to market it doesn't always start in the with the product team it comes from the field somebody had some great way of packaging it up maybe the same products that you have some a different way of of presenting it or selling it and then they bring it back to the business and then it becomes more of a, of a programmatic thing. So it's such a great trait to just build as a habit, a daily habit, every day waking up and yeah, prospect, innovate, and then go. 
yeah very critical and you know and 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 this is something which uh, which you do every day maybe i feel the the time i spent with my younger kids you know they teach and they challenge you so much and then you know you sometimes you learn a lot from trying to solve their set of problems and build that mindset right yeah man, this is true well amit it's been a real pleasure i really appreciate your time today thank you thank you chris pleasure Thanks again for joining us today. To get more sales and real estate tips, you can subscribe to our newsletter at hightechfreedom.com. You can also join our private Facebook and LinkedIn group that is exclusively for sales professionals. If you found a nugget of good information in the podcast, please subscribe, give us a positive rating and write a review. If there is a topic that you would like us to cover in the future, please send us a note through our website at hightechfreedom.com. Until next week, make this your best week ever.